Welcome to the Judy Fox Show, where we level up your business with heart and humor. This is episode number one. So guess what? Give us some love and we're going to give you some love back. Write a review. I'll read it on the next episode. I'll direct people to your social media and where you would love for people to give you some love. That's how this is going to roll. All right. We have got the most amazing guest for episode number one. We have got the Sir Richard Moore in person as he was running Entrepreneur Business Live in New York City. He is a sales coach. He gives down-to-earth, practical, long-term sales knowledge. He is all about creating real, honest, great relationships and delivering so much value. Let's just jump right on into the episode. We recorded this in the hotel room in New York City with my videographer, Sandy, who goes by Chimpino. I just want you to join us and just setting the stage for the imagery for what you're about to experience. All right, come on in and enjoy. Oh, I'm recording. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wait, we're going to get knocked on. Yeah. I just thought of that. Interrupted. All right. So this is the way we roll. We are real. <laughs> we hang out. And we get phone calls. There you go. <laughs> All right. What's up? Hey, I'm downstairs, but I need a car to get the elevator. Oh, good. Guess what? You're on the podcast right now. Oh. <laughs> Say hi. Hey. hi. All right. I'll come down and get you. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce I've never yourself. been on one of my clients' this is your podcasts before. This is so, <laughs> so meta. Introduce um, I'm Chimpino. I'm a videographer. And, you know, we're here to just make awesome content with the Fox. Yes, and I love, and I think part of this whole conversation and the part that I love is how do you meet your videographer? How do you get to where you're going and how, the right to ask? Mm, because you're networking and finding out that moment when you've built up enough social capital to ask somebody for either you realize you need to find a videographer. So I asked Finn, is it Thormir? How did Thormeyer? And then he connected me with you. And I love that, how that chain, because I earned, he earned my trust mm. by showing up as himself all the time online. And I felt like I could trust the community that he was networking within. Mm. So when he connected me with you, I, Trusted you pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was like, show me some of your content. And then I was yeah. like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. One way, one way someone put one, once put it was you grow virus-like. Yeah. Which means you one person connects you to the next and to the next and so on. I quite like that idea. Well, it's a bit of a weird way of putting it, virus-like, but in a good way. All right. So for everyone that doesn't know who I'm talking to, <clears throat> yes. by the way, this is Judy Fox. <laughs> and then we have Richard Moore. Nice to be on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I've known you for some time. Uh, we linked through LinkedIn and I um, mostly consult with corporates on sales strategy and marketing. And I run an events business called Entrepreneur Business Live, which is why we're both here in New York because uh, that's on tonight. I've worked uh, for many years in the city in London, um, but it's uh, been about five, six years of my own consulting business. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for inviting me to the boudoir. 
<laughs> we are hanging out in my hotel room, all of us. We will take a picture. <laughs> one of the main reasons why, other than the fact that you're the number one sales coach. <laughs> That's a personal opinion of my own. Yes. But I love that. Mm. I mean, some people, you know, everyone has an opinion, right? Yes. Every single person yes. has an opinion. And they I do. think the amazing thing when you finally can be yourself is to realize where their opinion might be coming from and right. just do you yes definitely definitely <laughs> and you have a sense of humor thank you i know it's a, is that unique is that what you're saying i don't know if it's unique <laughs> it's just fun yes it is i think and that's um, why we get along really well no i, I agree and i think if you take yourself too seriously then um people don't the best way of putting it is people don't get access to you even if you're throwing content out all the time they don't really get access to you because people want to warm to you and that's the kind of the lubricant if you like that gets you there so it makes sense to have a bit of fun with it as well otherwise it gets a bit dull doesn't it yes and so the goal is to obviously get something out of this podcast that we're going to level up somebody else yes and i think in the area of doing the ask when people send messages direct messages a lot of them we have realized have immediately gone right into their ask can you check out this post i wrote can you be on my podcast can you take a video and collaborate with Mm. me and you don't know them at all or you've maybe only consumed a couple videos back and forth and that's not enough earn the right to ask and i love your phrasing so let's like brainstorm all the ways that people can earn the right to ask <laughs> yes I think, and I think this is a this is a difficulty because we all want the person to respond straight away with yeah sure no problem but you're right you have to earn the right to that and and to, to use the kind of the parlance of of uh, people in this kind of space you have to be able to hold your breath and the longer the play to get to the point where you earn the right and ask specifically the better because you're warming up that person I just think that um you know, you've got to get something to them first from you. You've got to show them some love and attention. Nothing to do with the thing you're going to ask for. Just show a bit of interest in what they have to do. And um, uh, so what I'm saying here is, you know, show some interest in what they do. Simple as that. And then and the time will come when you can ask um, because it's not a good idea to just kind of be pleasant and hope that that's going to be sufficient. It works with some people, but not... But what we're looking for is how to earn the right with everyone. Yeah. So one really simple thing is just don't go for the jugular at all mm-hmm. and let it play out. And it might take two weeks for one person and three months for another. That's the thing to remember. Yeah. And when people hear the word value, I think a lot of times they maybe don't they understand what value is to the other person. Mm. And so to really kind of pause your idea of value Mm. or even just if you dug deep with how you feel when people ask you for stuff or you're saying to yourself, what do I find valuable? But just start asking other people too or paying attention to what you see going out there. But the main thing is you can't see what's happening behind the scenes. And I think that's where people are struggling. But the thing is, it is part empathy. But the other thing is, before you even start engaging with someone, you can already win. Because in 2019, they've got their whole world laid out in front of them. All of the ways in which you engage with that particular individual, they're right under your nose because they're online in some form or another. And, you know, what did they last post on Twitter? Did they keynote at an event recently? Have they published a book on something? Um, You know, are they marketing director for a particular business? What is it that they've done in their past? Scroll to the bottom of their LinkedIn profile and see what interests they have. And 
there's a saying here when it comes to you know researching someone you should research the person not the business and mm. i think it's a really good idea because then you can tune in a bit more to what they're about and i suppose hidden in what i'm saying there is never do a one size fits all i'm sure you'd agree everyone deserves their own individual treatment otherwise you can't really ask specifically that person for something uh in the same way as you you, do, you you know i suppose i'm saying if you, if you kind of use the same approach with everyone it's not really very meaningful for them is it everybody is a somebody that's right. <laughs> even you <laughs> even the person asking is that's a somebody. right that's right and, and i think some people forget that even though they're asking sometimes looking like you're so it is excited to mm. look like you're excited and yeah. be a fan but yeah. sometimes even in that, they can go too far. You still yeah. have to own your somebodyness. I totally agree. And I think I, I can speak with authority on this. Yes. So I want to add, add here. So three, <laughs> three and a half years ago, I built a course. Ooh, and, now and we're the, hearing the behind this the course, This course that I've since ditched, actually, was quite interesting. <laughs> but I built the course um, based on my experience building things, but also um, professors of business schools, so like Wharton and London Business Schools and so on, and um, best-selling authors and business leaders at like places like Facebook and Microsoft and so on. And in order to engage with that level, so this is about engaging with people and getting the ask or earning the right at the highest level you have to go so long you have to really work hard in engaging with someone's stuff before you could dare earn the right and this is absolutely right if i was fanboying them okay so per- perfect example we talked about this earlier for judy is seth godin so my favorite author <laughs> i couldn't just write hey seth i think you're awesome i love your stuff could you uh, answer this question so i could totally leverage you to try and sell my course please it doesn't work so much because they get told all day long they're amazing and ironically it's probably gets a bit boring for them Mm -hmm. so the alternative is to dare to actually read their stuff then come up with something meaningful like in a comment to maybe challenge or be provocative or or at least to kind of get an engagement from them on something that's from their world it's really simple Mm -hmm. and um i think the best example i i had of that was um there was a guy uh, called Cass Sunstein an amazing author who was at, worked at the White House and he's now a professor of law at Harvard Law School and um he's written books with people like Richard Thaler who's won like the Nobel Prize for economics and so on so engaging with him would have been amazing I knew for the course but I thought you now how do I access this guy and I remember this proves my point the effort you have to go to I was reading one of his papers from 2008 on game theory, uh-huh. like going, I don't have a clue what the guy's talking about, but eventually trying to find something that I could go, okay, I can see what he's saying there. I wonder if I can ask him a question on that. And it worked. Mm-hmm. I was like, hi, I just read that paper you wrote several years back. I wonder whether or not it's true because of this happening now. And the guy's straight back because I'm talking about his world. Mm-hmm. And that longer play got me to a point eventually where I said, and hey, I'm doing this course. I'm interested if you have, have any advice on this thing. And he was like, sure, no problem, because I just invested a bit first. So that's your long-winded answer. But that's kind of the, no. the, the approach. It makes <laughs> sense to do it that way, I think. Well, and I think um, that sounds amazing. And like you're saying, so many people don't realize how small you can start at first mm. and how you just build. Yeah. And so even, like you said, showing up, reading their book, they don't even know you're reading their book. Exactly. And even things like taking a picture of yourself on Instagram, reading their book, mm. it's it's no effort. It's no. just doing it and then, but don't like do it every single day. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I think we can borrow, don't you think you can borrow cues from the real world when you interact yes. with someone on a social level? When you meet someone for the first time, you don't ask them for something straight away you just get to know them and we go all weird 
when it's online or when it's business and we stop doing that because we yeah. think oh we need to just get on with it but the irony is that the the business is all in the social isn't yeah. it don't you think mm-hmm. especially the higher up you go yeah it's less just let's get things done let's, and let's be less for, let's be all formulaic it's actually more about the connection yeah which is what we'll be talking about tonight as well. Very excited. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, if I really, if I even knew you were running Entrepreneur Business Live, this was a very long play. Yeah, To absolutely. finally get on stage. Absolutely with right. With Richard Moore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've just got that website address because that's all that was left. <laughs> um, but you're right. And I think, I think you mentioned something earlier, like if you're, you know, if you want to speak in an event, a good, op- good thing to do is go buy a ticket first, you know, yeah. show up and be at the event and then work your way up to it. Unless you're so illustrious that you just get invited in the first place. But you've got to get there, you know, to start mm-hmm. with, haven't you? And I think um, that goes for buying courses, buying products, things like that. And it sounds very calculated to buy someone's stuff yes. to get in with them. But surely the the person you want to get in with is inherently interesting to you anyway. So you would want to buy their stuff. It's the stuff. same thing as buying a book. And mm. we were just talking about the fact that um, we both love, you do a lot of lives. You do your Facebook live every Monday. Yes. One o'clock. Yes. <laughs> All right. One o'clock. Eastern. <laughs> oh, no, wait. One o'clock when? What? Yes. Uh, Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. No. You're right. It's 8 a.m. Sorry. <laughs> I know when it is. One o'clock London time. Sorry. <laughs> the right. point is... Um, You know, we're talking about taking all that content and Mm. you can even turn that into a book. So you may not be somebody, everyone's different. Mm. And I love the ability to do and match all the things you know how to do. But like you said, taking somebody's course to me is the same as reading their book. Yeah, It's just a sometimes expensive book. (laughs) Yeah, of course. No, exactly. It might be hundreds of dollars, but it's their IP. Yeah. you're, You're spending some time around their stuff. And to produce a book or any other piece of content or a course means that's their baby for yeah. at least six months or something when they're building it. And and so when you ask a question about something like that, it becomes so penetrative because they are naturally interested in that. If you just say, hey, I think you're great, then sure, you're, you're appealing to the kind of the shallow end of the ego. But when you go deep on the thing they've cared about for months, like a, like it's like one of their, it's like a newborn child, a book yes. for someone, I think that matters to them. So yeah. someone should, so tips for you out there. If you, if you are listening to this podcast, level you up get, tips, yeah, you, level up tips <laughs> you need to, you need to listen to the podcast, then comment on the podcast, then share the podcast and take photos of you sharing the podcast and send and them wait, to Judy. And review. And review. <laughs> And when, but when you then blog that you've done all those things, those things, and send it to Judy, then she'll pay attention, and then then that's how you get on the show. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> but, so it's more than just I think you're great. Can I be on your show? Yes, that makes sense completely. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think the, I'm interested to ask a question back at you. I know it's Ooh. your podcast. No, but this looking, is a conversation. That's good then. So so looking at um, earning the right at the very start. What mm-hmm. I've kind of talked about just there makes sense but where where do you start what what do you think I mean, if you bring on your experiences what, what's the first play would you say um a lot of times I could probably start listing off all the different ways you could show up early on mm. so like the likes and comments out on the platform consuming mm. their content sharing I pay attention to every single person as much as I can I try to pay attention yeah. to who's sharing yeah because I've started to realize that Yes, liking and commenting, but for them to share, they had to consider that as high social capital to Mm. show in front of their audience. You're so right. And I think that's even a higher level of support. I agree. Sometimes. If if you read Contagious by Jonah Berger, he talks about social currency and that's what it is. And if you think about it, to decide to share something on your personal 
feed or page or whatever it is, what you're saying to all your close friends is, I think this is good. But if you go, if you scratch beneath the surface, what you're actually saying is, because it's ego led, what you're actually saying is, this makes me look good. Mm -hmm. Or it makes me look intelligent, or it makes me look emotionally aware. You don't share things that make you look stupid. You yeah. share things that, as you say, is social capital. Or and you share things that are funny. You share things yeah. that, when people talk about evoking emotion, so mm. I feel like in the early stages of connecting with somebody, mm. if you're able to have some type of, some connection, mm. something, and that I tend to go for humor. Yeah, <laughs> Just because it like works it. for me. But other people go for um a feel good, like hope you're having a really good mm. day. Mm. Um, no need to get back. I'm happy to see you in the comments online, but I totally. wanted to send you a DM. And yeah. those are so nice to get yeah. because I, there's no pressure. No. Keep the pressure low. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think it's not, uh, Nick Kuzmich, who's like king of Facebook adverts, who's worked done like campaigns for Tony Robbins, people like that, and turned yeah. famously turned down Gary Vaynerchuk to work for him because he was like, I've got this. Yeah, <laughs> and nice. He, um, you know, he the way he put it was, you should help without agenda. At mm. least outwardly, that should be the perception of you. You should help without agenda because then people it creates what's the worst term in the world, but it is the really apt one is that you create a value debt. Mm-hmm. So that person now feels like they owe you something because you've given them so much value in return. But I think just to start with, don't you, like three days worth of commenting on people's posts, mm-hmm. it's not much to get a little bit of familiarity. And then it's not I'm not saying suddenly they're going to invite you into their world, but it gets gets a point across that you're interested in a little bit more than an ask straight away, doesn't it? Totally. Mm. <laughs> and then I was also thinking about, you know, I just wonder why is networking so nebulous for some people? And I wish, like, I look at, our world and I think that would be an incredible course to take like mm. networking 101 in yeah. college or something yeah. I don't know I but. think I think it's difficult because there's the backdrop or context on for instance LinkedIn especially of mm-hmm. well this is a business space right so what are the rules what's the et- etiquette when it comes to networking and same with the business event and the irony is that you all, we all know the answers because we're masters of the art of communicating by the by the age of 20 or whatever in real life. Mm-hmm. It's just we suddenly think that things have to be different. And, um, you know, you probably feel the same, but like 16 years of working in business for me has taught me one thing, which is it's people first. Mm-hmm. And once you're just normal with people, mass- mm-hmm. I think I said it recently, the, the, the play should be to be massively normal <laughs> with people. Don't be weird <laughs> and try and put some strange construct about being all businessy or formal because it's kind of, they can't get to you then. The access is, is yeah. missing, isn't it? Yeah, but I think I might have been a little weird with you. <laughs> <laughs> I had an air horn. In the, you did. I the mean, very first video we I did. I think so. <laughs> I think, it's certainly through me. <laughs> certainly through me. If I remember right, I was. Uh, I think I was mid-sentence, and then you pressed a button, and there was the Jamaican air horn. But I learned something because I had no idea what. But a I'll Jamaican cut you off. Was. Yeah, I was like, okay. Okay, it's this kind of meeting then, is it? Okay, that was good. But there's the humour manifesting and it was definitely a bit more um, interesting than other interviews and chats that can be a bit dry. Yeah. And that's the thing. We were just hanging out. Yes. That's actually all we were doing. But from hanging out, and here again is, if people need a a good bit of advice about networking, then Mm -hmm. it's that, that having fun is actually practical. So just hanging out, what that delivered was some great content, 
because because you and I both produce content from that because yes. we recorded the video the Zoom chat rather than just having a chat like we're doing here we would otherwise yes. be doing this anyway wouldn't we right but yes. why not stick some microphones in and and make <laughs> something from it so we had that but also we got to learn about each other and in chatting it was like oh do you know this person or this person and and connections are made so just talking normally can go a long way and so I I think that's good that's another thing for earning the right is just spend time with people yes shouldn't it be like a a kpi in your business twice a week have a 50 minute zoom chat with someone and be willing to screw up a bunch of times totally yeah because i think there are some people who will get your sense of humor your style who you are and then there's some people that don't and i have Mm. definitely hit run into those people who don't and i've had to i put a sign on my fridge (laughs) that said be yourself and be you and at the same time there's moments where you think oh i'll adjust myself because like you said we're trying we're talking about earning the right to ask we're talking about networking and with networking you start to feel like you want to go in the middle Mm. and not um rock any boats or freak anyone out or do anything weird and i say you've got to just if you keep being yourself you're you may not get somebody on your podcast or your collaboration because they may see some of your content and but at the same time, like keep going. Do get some some outside perspective sure, every once in a while from true. people you trust. That's true. Yeah, I'm still trying <laughs> to figure you out, you. No, oh no! no, no I'm but uh, you're right. You won't get some people on your podcast by being you, mm-hmm. but you will get other people on your podcast by being you, and they'll be super excited, like yeah. you are. And I think that's. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not showing it enough. But then there's an important point there because I think that if you aren't yourself and you try and kind of you you try and be calculated and play the audience to make sure you're as you're more accessible to more people it's a mistake because then you're not truly you and by being less opinionated as in being less you what happens is you're not divisive enough and I think actually you should be and that's not being deliberately provocative or difficult or or being over the top or or you know being aggressive about certain points of view if you're if you're you what happens is those that would like specifically you really like you because they get mm-hmm. it and those that don't well it doesn't matter because they would never buy inverted commas from you anyway so yep. I, as I often say to someone if you cured all illness there'd still be people that didn't like you they're like yeah but he's a bit showy or something like that <laughs> you, you know you can't yeah. you can never do right with seven billion people so that's give a lot it of up. people mm, it is which yeah. means you can go wrong loads which yeah. is fine and um you can be pretty terrible and still, some people think you're epic. That's the thing that matters. That's know. amazing. That's an amazing a, level of advice. I know. Like, don't worry about being terrible. But wouldn't you say now, even in, let's call it, the infancy of the golden years of LinkedIn content creation, if we, go, if we talk yes. about that. So it's yes. the, uh, that entry yeah. point into the best years. It's only been a year and some change yeah, it, with the video. Yeah. And, but wouldn't yeah. you say, because... Um, LinkedIn is very much more propagated by those that content creators that have been elsewhere and know what they're doing. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube are coming in as well. Do you think that there is a level of production that's expected or required to make a statement about yourself? Or does it matter that much? Hmm, that is a tough question. <laughs> and if I can prompt, yeah. I, would, I would say does that question even need to be asked? Because if there's enough people out there who will like you, no matter how crap you are, kind of does it matter anyway? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that there is a level that it 
will continue to rise and rise mm. and rise. But I see somebody like Brene Brown get mm. on with her book and she was reading chapters and sections out of her book. And it you could tell it wasn't like overly produced and yeah. overly coordinated. She yeah. was very relaxed, sometimes sitting. Um, it seemed like she was maybe even sitting outside of an office because she mm. was on the go mm. and it didn't feel so scripted mm -hmm. and it felt like she was having a bit of a relaxed conversation. Yeah. And I feel like the platform still is ex supporting that feeling yeah. Yeah, of not being over the top produced. Mm. And one of the things I heard about on YouTube, because you're trying to like catch people's attention, keep them. And one of the highest performing channels on YouTube, and I can't remember everyone's names, but one of them is it's a, a dopamine it's a it's a high in your brain to okay. keep seeing something be switched up and yes. give excitement or s support the idea that you don't know what's going to happen next surprise it's an interrupt kind of thing you're expecting yes. the same and then it's something new and i feel like youtube has reached a point where that audience wants that and mm. enjoys that and they're on there to be really entertained mm. whereas the linkedin audience is still available for not all entertainment adding <coughs> in entertainment is nice adding yeah. a little bit of a relaxed conversation like we're mm. hanging out but i don't feel like you've got to hit that it's yes. nice to hit it a little yes but over the top i think on linkedin actually is a little bit like whoa i'm at yeah. work <laughs> yeah well that's true i think i think it's interesting i, I did a seminar on linkedin uh, recently and um, it was interesting because the, the audience of the business I was at <clears throat> was was classically a very dry set of job titles, let's say. I'm not going to be specific, but that's the <laughs> kind of set of people they would target. And they felt, therefore, that they should be dry in their content. But I said, mm -hmm. but the thing is, before they, they are that job title, they are still a person. You know, before they're a doctor of, of whatever, they are someone who has kids and watches Netflix. So remember there's... It is important just to be yourself, even no matter what level of production you have. I, I, I think that's really important to remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a good point. Whilst LinkedIn's kind of in its infancy in some way, and, and content in and of itself is new, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, people in inverted commas in general, I think, are conditioned now. Mm -hmm. If you look at the last four years or so across all platforms, especially places like YouTube, people are conditioned to view certain things in certain ways. So if there is just a talking head on a mobile phone, no subtitles, nothing else, and, and the guy is not looking particularly interesting or anything like that, then certainly people perhaps view it, view that in a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way as people view adverts, say on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook in a certain way, like, yeah. oh, it's an, they, they're subconscious. They don't even consciously think this. I think the subconscious goes, ad, don't even engage kind of thing. Yep. You can see it, can't mm -hmm. you? And that didn't happen four years ago. Yeah. Now it does. You know? Well, and I feel like it goes down to the thing I keep telling people, talk with people, not mm. at people. Mm. Yeah. Just that's it. Yeah, I <laughs> Just agree. take that advice. Well, I, I think I think that's a really good takeaway, actually. One of the things I always try and do on every piece of content is is just apply the line or question, are you starting a conversation here? So mm -hmm. if you can start a conversation, maybe your opening line is a question or it's a statement that gets people talking. Certainly have a call to action that asks a question of some kind, even if it's kind of innate in there. It's a good idea because then then people are wanting to engage as well rather than, okay, that's that then and move on, don't mm -hmm. you think? I totally think. <laughs> and now I have a really, really important question. Okay. What time is it? Because 
we've it's got just to gone stay 12. On track. It's just gone 12. Okay. I, I saw you trying to look at my watch. It's one of those irritating ones. I was. And it turns on when I look at it. Um, yeah, it's just gone 12, so that's fine. But that's I think, a critical question. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think, I think um, uh, yeah. Sorry. Len- no, but length of content's an important thing as well. I know. We're having this discussion. <laughs> it was um, brought up that 15 minutes that somebody said that that might be the ideal length of time. But I yeah. I kind of challenge that. I listen to some pretty long ones. Me too. And I'll carry my phone from room to room. Yeah. I'll be, I mean, not to be too much information, but I'll like go from waking up and then I'm list- I want to listen to one mm. and I know it's going to be an hour. Mm. So it's tune in my whole breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. And if you look at like Audible, for instance, audio books, mm-hmm. I will listen to that on a walk to the station, yep. which is a 10 minute walk. And I'll listen to that clip and that's like that half of a chapter and that's all I'll get to and then I'll do the other half and I'm walking home and that be it whereas a podcast if I'm doing a longer journey then I would pick it yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's different things for different people it was just interesting that because that person had a healthy audience did a poll across all different amounts of times and people said 15 minutes but um yeah it's an interesting point that some people were just saying well, I don't want to spend too much time doing certain things um I think it's quite nice to sit and take it all in for an hour, though, isn't it? Yes. And now I want to spend the next 30 minutes talking about how amazing I think you are (laughs) and why I think you're this amazing. (laughs) Well, I will say, because I think the audience needs to know this if they don't know you, Mm. is that I think the reason I really connected with you is because I personally, when I went online and looked, I was drawn to the fact that you're you know, coming across your natural. I think doing all these lives, I really Mm. want to tell people that like doing lives can just change the way your audience perceives you there's no editing there's Mm. no nothing Mm. that's you that's what you would say if we were sitting across from Mm. each other and that's how you're coming across right now (laughs) but it's the purest version of you because there's no fronting or oh "Oh, let's do that again kind of thing yeah like like this podcast yes amazing and then (laughs) there's no (laughs) do-overs and i think the other thing that i mean i think people don't realize is people who are able to boil things down and make it less complicated Mm. is actually the highest form of an like being really intelligent about what you do Mm. if you're able to do the thing for a number of years and then boil it down and say Mm. oh this is how you do it Mm. (laughs) and i think that's what comes across and i feel like yes you can know things but i think instinct and intuition and then boiling it down and having a head on your shoulders that just cuts through the crap mm. and I feel like that's what when I took your monetize you course <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. it was just like what do you do what do you naturally do yeah. and how can you monetize yeah. it because it's you yeah exactly wait did you buy that just so you could connect with me then <laughs> I think you gave it to me. Oh, I, I think you were it. trying to connect with me. Oh, oh well, there we are. Okay, that's stupid. <laughs> but there you go. Hey, so the it play. Works so and I won. I won one of the. I, maybe I was in a contest to win I one. I think that's possible. I think yeah, I was a winner. Give, there's a lot of giveaways in the entrepreneur business group in there Facebook. There you go. Um, yeah. And I'm in the group. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. I think that's the thing. It's interesting. Someone said to me recently, and this is something everyone should ask themselves what it is you actually sell. Someone said, So what is it you sell then? I said, Well, actually, I sell people's time back to them because they're not buying someone who knows how to explain something in sales they're buying 15 years of masses of pain and abuse and getting it wrong so i can go oh yeah in this moment this works really well and that 14 seconds of explanation is is obviously sitting on top of all that kind of experience this isn't a brag it's just being on the pitch long enough yeah like you spend all that time doing something that that they're like Oh, thank. And I do this all like, every week. There'll be grads starting their first job or something like that. And you just give them all the inside track. And it's like, man, I wish I had this. It would have saved me three years of, mm-hmm. of abuse and getting shouted at down the phone and stuff like that, just to kind of give someone a good angle. So, um, 
you're selling the time back because now you don't Ooh, have to do that and, and of course you have people around you cool <laughs> they, can, they can clean up it's a good time to finish maybe do I keep talking Judy so should we talk about Judy Fox so yeah this podcast recorded live in a hotel room and uh, <laughs> and because I bought us 20 minutes. Oh, really? Well done. Um, but, but there you go. So the, and I think, I think that's uh, something really cool about it, that there will be people listening right now that will be smiling and pitching in their head. Oh, they're in the hotel room. Isn't that nice? They're just doing it. And um, I'm not editing this out. No, but I think that's good. And, and what a nice memory. Because if you move, move forward three years from now, right? yeah. so, you know, think about where you'll be. You'll have your own studio. 14 mm-hmm. million subscribers on YouTube. I'll be I'll be prime minister. Million. All that kind of stuff. And everyone's everyone's kind of going, "Oh my god, I remember the first one." Yeah. And um I, I I actually had this week for instance a little plug. I had I had my my uh, 130th week of that live show. So that was That's two awesome. and a half years. And I I went back and found the first episode. And the first six minutes were on, I hadn't clicked rotate on my phone back since it was all, all kind of like sideways on. I was all rotated. I was like a total schoolboy error. And um, it was funny because people going, oh, yeah, I remember that. And there was people, there are people showing up this week that watched from the first one. That is so and awesome. And that's really lovely. And that's, it's nice because you can look back and go, wow, we've, we've really evolved. There's been over a thousand questions we worked out as well. But it all started with like, kind of rubbish first episode but it's nice because that's endearing mm-hmm. and that's the pe- person coming through and people kind of kind of like that yes we all like it <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the other thing i think that whole feeling of showing people where you started mm. because yeah. the permission for people to get it wrong so mm. everyone here has permission to get their pitch wrong yeah but and what i keep and get their start wrong mm. it's just you got to start mm. and you don't if you hold yourself back, you're never going to go anywhere. But I, th- I think it, it, we should, we should be promoting to go full on the opposite of, of try and make it perfect, which is, oh, yeah. it's actually practical and a good thing to screw up and document and share that. Yeah. And so I'm, I've been documenting from the, since like May last year the, the growth and climb of, of the entrepreneur business live thing, and, mm-hmm. and so all the times it goes wrong, like little things like an Instagram story sharing something that happened because people they'll relate to you more when they realize that stuff can go wrong. But as long as the trajectory in general is good, Mm -hmm. then it's interesting. Unless your thing is everything fails all the time, in which case people would still show up for that as well. (laughs) Because what an interesting thing to watch. Oh, this has been fun. Okay, what time is it again? I'm See, I'm new at this, 12. so I don't even have a watch. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. Be, that's the thing. You can feel your way for this kind of thing. It might yes. be that all your podcast are 20 minutes in the future. Or, or the two hours. Have you caught Judy's, Judy Fox's podcast, The 100th Show? It's two hours. It's a two-hour show, yeah. You never know. <laughs> well, I love feeling like I'm inviting people into a fun conversation, and it's a little bit of a party. Yeah, so. I think that's But I don't have my Jamaican it. air horn. I know. So. It's a sad day that yeah. Jamaican air horn, but yeah, I think that would not. blow out the speakers. <laughs> it would, yes. <laughs> um, so I think the other thing I think is like we talked about the long term play, mm. the getting the right to ask, um, showing up early on with somebody without any expectations. Because yeah. the other thing I've noticed is when I said somebody is a somebody, I you weren't even running Entrepreneur Business Live. No, that was and I wasn't like positioning anything. No, no. <laughs> but I think that goes back to when you realize people are just 
good people and you yeah. can sense it and you yeah. can feel, you know, they're going to go somewhere. It doesn't yeah. mean I knew your entire future and where you're going to go. But, but you could sense I was a I'm winner. happy yeah. to be in your orbit just as much as you're happy to be in yes, mine. Yes, but I think, I think you're, you should trust your intuition, shouldn't you? Because yes. there's, there's so, there are more people than you'll ever be able to do mm-hmm. proper connections with. So like, just sense like the, the high, I, I take slight issue with the, with the, with the term, your network is your net worth. Cause yeah. it, I think your network is your potential net worth. You actually have to do something with them, but within your, your network, look at the people who seem to be doing things and aren't chat, but are actual delivery. And they're the ones to kind of spend time with because as they grow, they'll level you up and things like that. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, you never know where they'll be in a year. Well, and that's like you said, going with your instinct, but then how do you deal with that feeling? Because I think a lot of people deal with it, which Mm. is that feeling that they can't get to everybody. And sometimes you may have the best intentions, and then all of a sudden you realize there's like 10 people you didn't get back to this week, and you just can't. But here's here's the thing. It doesn't matter. And the reason why it doesn't matter is, is when you shift your perspective from, I have to get results this week, month, Mm -hmm. year, to this game lasts indefinitely yes it doesn't matter so if you screw up the entire year and you you don't connect you are connected with but don't engage with the people who are winning and you do engage with the people who aren't winning it doesn't matter it doesn't because because you'll always miss the boat every yeah. single day of every year you'll miss some boats and you'll gain others and you just learn as you go and so well, think, and you'll miss all the boats if you don't do anything precisely <laughs> precisely i think so as long as you do something a massive on action that's all yeah. that matters you know that's it and that's one of the earlier things I was like, action creates clarity. And that was nice. on my whiteboard for a long time oh, really? because I felt like I just had to boil it down to mm. something so simple. And that's why I feel like you said you boil things down for people and take all the 15, 16, whatever years and you boil it down. And yeah. I think people then want to say, and that's where it goes back to that conversation of charging hourly or yeah. projects how can you charge hourly? Well, then your hourly rate's like ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to gauge. But then, but all of this stuff relies on you just to try things. And, yeah. And I think as a pushback uh, against, ironically, saying this, things like mentors and courses and books and things like that mm-hmm. is that there is. I think it's fashionable, certainly at the moment, in our ecosystem for people to learn mm-hmm. uh, too much. And so that learn, look at me posturing with my books. Look at me, I'm doing another course tonight. It's wise to learn, mm-hmm. but it should represent a single digit percentage of your daily time, shouldn't it? Because the rest should be overwhelmingly doing mm-hmm. because that's where you'll really learn things. And um, uh, there's that's important because I think the paralysis uh, that most people have is is real. And it's it's um, more than a, major- like a healthy majority of people have, have it, don't, they, don't yeah. you think? And they don't do because they want to get it right. And part of, uh, we talked about this earlier, part of being yourself in the right way and part of creating your own thing is... Um, is screwing up as you go along because you've got to find your voice and it sounds mm-hmm. so so cheesy but what it is 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 saying your thing over and over again so that you hone how you sound and you may think up here in your head that you know how you feel about certain things but only when you've said it 36 times mm-hmm. like for instance if someone says what are the top two tips Richard for engaging with an investor on my startup show it's like wow I've answered this question a lot so by oh, now yeah. when I get that question it's like 
Yeah, so here's my fairly well-honed answer because I've heard myself say it so many times. And it possibly hasn't moved that much from when I first answered the question in episode 16 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But by now, I I feel sure that it's what I want to say. And that should go for your product, for your message, for everything. Do you see what I mean? Yes, And I think um, it's interesting because this podcast, in 100 episodes from now, no pressure, in 100 episodes You can be back on it. I'll be back on it. I want 100. I'm I'm calling shotgun on episode 100. You've got to be here as well. (laughs) So, but... <laughs> but on episode 100, it could feel very similar to this or slightly yeah. evolved, but you won't know if, if what the best version of uh, episode 100 looks like unless you do it lots and, yes. and get that feeling. You know what I mean? It's an yes. inter- interesting kind of conversation that. Yes. And I think the most biggest takeaway is I also positioned you at $10,000 an hour. I know, I know. You went a bit light, but it's fine. We'll oh, it. nice. <laughs> so, so, um, I think it'd be interesting to see how you bring the podcast together as you move through them I as know, well. I'm excited like, do you to do see a big how that question at the too. end, or do we get to ask you a question? Oh yeah, I was going to end with a joke. Okay. Yeah, but one I, that you come up with. Yeah, but where's my phone? That's slowing. Do you down mean you're going to look at you're going to look a joke up and say it, or you're going to? Yeah, that was. I think I you should think do. of a joke on the spot. Oh, I just know where does a snowman keep his snow? Or is keep. Where does a snowman keep his money? I don't know. In a snowbank. <laughs> Very good. But that's really bad. Yes, terrible. That was horrible. I, can't I feel find now you phone. should get another joke. No, that's fine. I that should. could be we joke one. We need to edit that out. No, you need to edit, keep oh, it that in. Is so every bad. every week you have to do a better joke. Okay, good. And in, in fact, that was um, a really bad one. I think I've already used it. Well, look, I have uh, I have an operations manager for my events, and every yes. time she's at the event running stuff. Um, what we're doing now is she has to tell a joke before the networking session because nice. she dared to do it to kind of keep everyone together. I think we we're doing a big photo of everyone. She said, just to keep you here, I'm going to tell you a joke. And it was rubbish. And like, right, you're doing that every time your jokes need to improve each time you do it. Oh. Shout out to Anna. So, so that's what you could do. So maybe you keep the joke in. And let's hope by, you know, episode 100, yeah, you're being booked for stand-up gigs because you're really funny by then. That was a really bad one. It was. Do you, you can have only... a joke? No, of course. I'm not... I, I can easily follow that. But, oh, no. Um, I actually was I was invited on stage um, over Christmas for a pantomime in... in, in what is a pantomime? In, so the, this is where you have, for children, you have like oh, a show. It's like, yeah. um, like a fairy tale kind of thing. Yeah. So everyone's all dressed up in that. And... Because it was dark in the audience, I was heckling lots because that's what grown-ups do. They like yeah. to think they're clever. And so when the pantomime dame, the, the guy dressed up to, in drag, of course, came out into the audience to interact, and, you know, because this is the kind of a, this is a English tradition, and uh, it, was, it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and he said, and he shouted out, now, we haven't got seven dwarfs, so we're going to have to have some volunteers. And I went, oh, no. So he pulled me up on stage. Nice. And so I had to stand in front of everyone, including my two children, and I was asked to either dance, sing, or tell a joke because Snow White was sad. This is in front of, like, a lot of people. And I only had one joke that came to mind, which was um, um, a Frozen joke because of the, the film Frozen. And all my, my children were in front of me, so it was, <laughs> so excited. It was terrible. I'm giving massive suspense. It was really bad, bad <laughs> joke, but I got a big laugh out of it. It was, why should you not give a balloon to Elsa, who's the main uh-huh. one in Frozen? And the answer is because she might let it go. And the oh, crowd erupted, and they loved it. it. And I was like, wow, not even a, just a joke, but a contextual <sighs> joke as well. But I was all out. That was like the only joke I had. But luckily, it wasn't yes. like a, a toilet joke or anything. Oh, I know, and I'm stuck on toilet jokes with my son. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you? Yes. So next episode, why don't you throw a toilet joke in? 
Okay, I'll try. Actually, yeah. Okay, fine. You're going to do like a massive, a disproportionate amount of work from for future episodes on practicing your jokes, aren't you? I'm going to interview people and not know who they are, but I have my joke. But that could be the thing that people tune in for after a while. There's always going to be a joke. Well, exactly. that was the best joke ever. <laughs> Good. I feel like I'm supposed to close with like, now, how can people find you? So there you go. How can people find you? Um, well, if you go to therichardmore.com, uh, the. that's like the, the definite article. If you scroll to the bottom, you've got all my links and you can yes. find me there. Or just email me, the uh, Richard even, at therichardmore.com. He's a cousin to the James Bond. The James Bond, apparently, <laughs> yeah. Or I'm on LinkedIn, Richard James Moore. So. <laughs> There's a lot of Richard Moores. We're very common. So yes. if you find the Richard Moore, you'll see me. All right. And you can find his uh, groups online. Yes. So on Facebook, yep. uh, if you, I've got the URL. So if you type in entrepreneur business group. Or just Facebook groups, Entrepreneur Business Group. It's right there. Yes. Three and a half thousand people and and, and I'm in it. And you're in it, which is why probably there's three and a half thousand people. Woo! In it. No, it and, um, <laughs> and and the Entrepreneur Business Live events are streamed there. Yes. Exclusively, and so you can watch them. This is not coming out at the right moment, but we're no, going to be speaking late, together on stage tonight. Yes. I'm very excited about Me too. that. It'd be brilliant. Well, thank you for being a guest on this brand new amazing podcast, you're which most is welcome. leveling up and. I am going to write up notes and drill into the level up moments. It's a good idea. Thank yes. you. And um, I really hope I've brought something to it rather than be the reason why it crashes and burns. No, I, hope that I think happen. I think this is the balloon. Let it go. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> cool. All Thank right. you very much. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> oh, do I stop it now? <laughs> then you add the outro afterwards. <laughs> oh, do I stop it now? No, but you should because it's the whole point of it. <laughs> Ha 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 ha